with you. I'm Rabbi Ken Brodkin. This is the Jewish Growth Podcast. It's been a few weeks since we've been together, but we've got a lot in store for you in the coming weeks, so I hope you'll stay tuned. As I'm recording, it is the 10th day of the Omer, and I'd like to share a reflection that I hope will be helpful as we make our way forward towards Shavuos. And today I'd like to discuss the power of silence. We live in a dynamic world, and one of the trends we experience is that technology impacts what society considers normal. Mark Zuckerberg once commented on the new norms that his Facebook app has helped to create in our world. When he first invented the Facebook in his Harvard dorm room, people wondered why they would want to share private things about themselves on the internet of all places. Zuckerberg later remarked that privacy is no longer a social norm. The social norm is something that has evolved over time, he said. In that light, Facebook asks people, what's on your mind? And folks are comfortable sharing those thoughts in a public forum. While he's got a point, we shouldn't be too quick to throw out privacy. In fact, from a Jewish perspective, we can appreciate that privacy and even silence have value that extends even into our own times. This past Shabbos, we leaned and we read about the tragic loss of Nadav and Avihu, in the presence of their father, Aaron. This was an incredible loss that occurs at the time of the joyful dedication of the Mishkan. When the two sons bring an Esh Azara, a fire that God did not command them to bring, a fire goes forth from before God and consumes them. And Moshe tells Aaron in this difficult moment, that this is a fulfillment of the idea of that God is sanctified to those that are close to him. And here's the astounding moment. The Torah says, In all of this, Aaron was silent. The sense of the word domain is to remain still when you could be in motion. Here was a moment where outward weeping and mourning could have easily taken place. And yet Aaron did not outwardly express such feelings. His grief was concealed and private. Why did he hold back from sharing his feelings? There's several answers. Firstly, this was the inauguration of the Mishkan. The appropriate outward feeling of the day was joy. As the Torah says, The entire nation saw and they sang and they fell on their faces. This was not a time to engage in public mourning. I was reminded of this teaching as we witnessed the D family face unimaginable loss. The murder of mother and two daughters, the neighbor of Rabbi Leo D. prayed together with the family in Efrat on the last day of Pesach, and he described how the room was filled with a feeling of mourning and pain that was tangible. And so the Chazan, who led Shacharis, did not sing during the first couple paragraphs of Hallel. At this point, Rabbi D. walked up to the Chazan, hugged him, and whispered into his ear, and from that moment on, the Chazan began to sing in such a way that lifted spirits. What did Rabbi Leo tell the Chazan? The neighbor later learned that he whispered in the Chazan's ear, please, make it joyous. And so here he was in a moment of profound loss and sadness, and yet he had this presence of mind to help the community focus on Hallel at the appropriate moment. This is just one example of the profound strength exhibited by this family, in a time of unimaginable crisis. A further reason for Aaron's silence is, Rashi writes, that Aaron's silence indicates he has accepted the truth of God's judgment. 
And finally, our own silence is because mourning itself is marked by a modesty when practiced by the Avos, by the patriarchs. Ghazal teaches that when Avram mourned for his wife Sarah, his weeping was not too excessive. Even when we mourn, while we need to express our feelings, there are limits about what is expressed. Some feelings remain private. As a reward for remaining silent, Aaron merited to receive the command to not perform the avoda, the service in the Mishkan, in a state of intoxication, drunkenness. Intoxication is a state where what's inside of us comes out literally and figuratively. And because Aaron was silent at the right time, he merited to learn that we cannot approach the worship of God in a drunken state where it all hangs out. Privacy is part of serving God. Expressing ourselves, of course, is a critical critical role in the important passages that we go through, be they joyful or otherwise. But silence also has a place. There are times that we withhold from expression. There are matters that remain private, either within us or contained to a certain intimate setting. And the ability to withhold expression is something people learn in order to develop their inner world. During these weeks leading to Shavuos, we begin to learn the six chapters of Pirkei Avos. And at the end of the first chapter, the Mishnah teaches us, Shimon ben Omer, but Shimon ben Gamliel says, Kol yamai gudalti bein hachachamim. All my days I was raised amongst the sages. Vlomotsasi leguftov elashtika. I found nothing good for the body other than silence. And it is not learning which is the main point, but action. And excessive chatter leads to sin. When the Mishnah states that silence is good for the body, the Maharal points out that the body is a vehicle for speech. But when our body refrains from excessive chatter and has silence, the mind and the soul can act in a deeper way. If we only speak and express, if we talk constantly, then our intellect is shut off and our inner world is hindered. And so one of the reasons that privacy and silence are important is because we need to have the time and the place for our inner world to develop and to act. When we're too quick to speak and to share, something from within can get lost. At the inauguration of the Mishkan, we see Aaron's attribute of silence in a difficult moment. And yet, this is an attribute that can be cultivated and appreciated in many different periods of life, even at joyous times. Last week, we were just completing the multiple days of Yantif, the end of Pesach, times that were meant to shut out our outer world. But we can ask ourselves, are we really able to enjoy that experience Sometimes people can even feel anxiety shutting off the electronic world for just a couple days. I saw one woman posting on Twitter about struggling to shut down her social media apps for Shabbos. If we know how to cultivate silence, we can create an inner world of thought and introspection. For example, I was able to take a beautiful walk and just enjoy that moment where the distractions are turned off and we can reflect Moments of silence can be powerful. And likewise, the silent moments that we cultivate at a minyan or in shul, especially during the silent amida, are so critical. We create these 
sacred moments of community tefillah, a connection with the this attribute of holding back in silence where the whole community engages in it at once. So while speech and expression are so vital, there's important times that we create silence. Of course, even in the secular world, we know that there is such a thing as a moment of silence. And the patriarchs, too, built their interconnection with God as shepherds, shepherds who regularly went out into the wilderness and experienced periods of quiet reflection coming to a greater recognition of their creator. During the Omer, we count the days towards the giving of Torah. The beauty of Judaism is that we have an eternal Torah that guides us in all situations. The word Torah literally means horah, guide, it teaches us. And so whether we learn Vayikra, Leviticus, or Pirkei Avos, chapters of our fathers, the Torah provides so much guidance as to what it means to be a human being with a relationship with Hashem. And so as you go through this time, remember the example of Aaron, who chose to remain still and quiet at his loss during a time of national focus on the joy of dedicating the Mishkan. And remember Pirkei Avos, remember the teaching of Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel on the power of silence. And remember that you too have an inner world of connection to God that gets built both through times of expression and speaking, as well as important moments of silence. Thanks for being with me. I'm Ken Brodkin, and this is the Jewish Girl Podcast.